Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Run of the Mills podcast. My name's Mike, and I am uh, going to be sharing with you today from the Book of Romans. I know that's a shocker if you've been going through this series with us. Romans what? Um, yeah, we're in Romans chapter 11. Last time we finished at verse 12, and that's where we're going to pick up today. Uh, just a little review, because as I have mentioned multiple times through this whole entire study, the context matters. Context matters immensely, immensely. And if there's one thing I think is missing in so many of our churches today, it is the uh, the focus or the stressing of the importance of the context of the scripture. Uh, I see so many videos um, online and um, and you know video clips of pastors preaching, and so much of the time they're pulling these uh, these verses out of all over the place to back up what they want to say. And that's always that's always a tricky thing, um, because you know if you have a message you want to share with people, you need to determine that your message is a biblical message, not the other way around. Which would be to I have a message I want to share with people. Now I've got to go find Bible verses to support what I'm saying. Um, what you're saying should be already you know easily supported by the Scripture. You know, and so the problem is is that we live in a time where where there's a lot of different ideas out there and there's a lot of new ideas. And a lot of times that is the goal is to come up with a new, a new idea, a new way of looking at things. And, and so oftentimes um, there are those speakers that that's what they're aiming for. They're aiming for something cutting edge, something new, something, whatever, something that supports some new current um, cultural idea. A lot of times that happens. It's happened throughout history where they're pulling stuff out to support some cultural movement and so we have to be careful about that. That's not to say that there aren't um, that cultural movements um, are not sometimes uh, dealing with things that are clearly biblical. I mean, that's always good when we're moving uh, towards biblical truth. So anyway, with that in mind, the context again is Paul is writing about how um, the gospel was sent to the Gentiles, um, the Jews, uh, generally speaking as a nation, when the gospel came to them, rejected it. Of course, the early Christians were almost all Jews, um, but uh, once the nation as a whole, the majority of them rejected Christ, the, the gospel message was sent out to the Gentiles. And so um, that's kind of where we're picking up. And I think last time we quit on verse 12, so uh, we'll go with verse 13. It says this, For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. Because, because remember, Paul being a Jew of Jews, he is sent out to the Gentiles, which is kind of a fascinating thing that here's this guy that you'd think would be such a great minister to the Jews being one of them and such an expert on their um, on their law and their tradition. And yet God sends him out to the Gentiles, which at the same time makes a whole lot of sense also, because if you want to explain um, a Jewish Messiah, it sure helps if you are well-versed in what a Jewish Messiah was going to be and what the Jews believed. And of course, Paul was just that. So he says, he mag you know, I magnify my ministry. Verse 14, if by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. So again, it's one of those things where he's saying, hey, look, I want, I want, I want the Jew, the Jews to be jealous of what they see in the church of, you know, lives changed of, you know, people empowered, people set free, you know, all the things he's been writing about 
in the uh, the last few chapters, all the things he wrote about, you know, probably in particular five, six, seven, eight, um, those the, those um, those qualities of the Christian life and such of of victory over, uh, you know, over the uh, the power of sin and the penalty of sin and the preoccupation with sin, which we've talked about at length. So, um, you know, hoping that the Jews would say, I want what these people have. I want this joy. I want this freedom. Um, so let me pick up where I left off. Uh, if by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh, that's the Jews, and save some of them. For if their being cast away is the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? So there's a, you know, it's a pretty nice positive thing to say. If, hey, if them rejecting Jesus, you know, leads to the reconciliation of the world, the bringing of the, the Gentiles into God's family, well, how much greater will it be when they come back? When they accept him, how much greater will that be? He says this, For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. So he's drawn, he's kind of given this idea of a plant. And so there's some debate about what he's talking about here. There are those that say the first fruit is Jesus and the lump is the early church and um, the root being God. Um, but I think maybe, you know, the idea being the first fruit is, you know, maybe the apostles, the, the early, the early believers. Um, and so he says the, the first fruit is holy, the lump is holy and the root is holy. Oh, sorry. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Um, those who spring out from, from that. Um, which, you know, you th okay, so you think about it, it you know, it doesn't start with the branches, it starts with the root, starts with with Jesus. And so, um, like Jesus said, you know, in, his, in John, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Um, so, if the, the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you, remember he's talking to, at this point, he says, you speak to you Gentiles, right? So, um, if some of the branches are broken off, all right, so he talks about this, the branch, some are broken off, I think talking about the Jewish Jewish people, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. So, again, the picture is some of the branches are, you know, here you have this tree, that the olive tree that maybe you'd be thinking of, okay, this is, this is, uh, God and the branches being the Jewish people, but the Jewish people who rejected him are broken off. And then there's these wild branches that are cut off and grafted into the olive tree. If you're not familiar with grafting of branches, it's a, one of those great things that they can do with plants where they can cut into one tree and insert the branch from another tree and bind it together and get it to grow from that other tree when i was a kid we had one of these in our yard it was kind of funny it was a it was a tree trunk and then it was split into three different three different types of fruit it was like a peach apricot and plum tree and i think if i remember correctly it had like a plum trunk and then it split off and part of it was a plum part of it was the peach part of it was the apricot but what was funny about it was that the at the graft spot the peach and the plum died and so it had this like plum tree trunk up about three feet and they had this giant knot like this big bulbous knot and then an apricot tree growing out of it um, and the apricot tree produced all kinds of great fruit 
Um, so that's, you know, this is the picture of grafting, grafting in um, those of us who are not part of God's family, not, you know, not, we are not Jews, but we've been grafted in. Um, this is this idea of being adopted um, that we've seen in other parts that we've read about. So he says, um, let me back up here. Do not boast against the branches. But if you boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. And this is an important thing. And again, this is one of those things where you see it says, do not do this. Of course, what happens throughout history is the exact opposite is what was done. And we've seen that throughout history. We've seen the church, the church, and I, I don't mean the actual true Christians, but the church as an organization uh, that in the teachings of that organization um, being anti-Jew. You know, there's things that were written by um, by Martin Luther early in his in his early writings that are horrible anti-Semitic stuff. You know, like the you know, Jews should be forced to confess Christ or have their tongues cut out. You know, crazy stuff. Um, and this is one of those problems that often happens when we don't actually read what the Bible says. He's saying don't boast against the branches. And what was the problem with the Jewish people? Remember, there he used that picture of them sitting at the David's, you know, David's picture of them sitting at a table. You know, we're God's people. You know, having that arrogant, spiritual arrogance. Well, don't don't do the same thing. Don't like, oh, we're part of the, you know, we're the true church, and you are, you know, you you dirty Jews. Well, he's he wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't boast about your position. You're grafted in. You know, if it's not for the root, you have nothing. And so if I'm going to boast about anything, I'm going to boast about Christ. And what do I boast about him? I can boast about his great grace and his great forgiveness that even, even reaches. Well, who does even reach? Well, maybe we'll read the next verse since I have three seconds. It says this, for if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature. Oh, I skipped the verse. It says, um, Oh man, I'm really messing up. Therefore, consider the goodness. Oh man, I'm I gotta back up. Wait, I read I see this is the problem. I'm not doing things how I normally do, and now I'm making a mess. <laughs> so I skipped like five verses. Uh this is crazy. So anyway, uh, do not boast against the branches, but if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. All right, see, this is the right attitude of saying like Hey, the Jews re rejected Christ, but that was so that I might come to him. And he says, well said, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And you by faith, do not be haughty. Okay, do not be proud, do not be puffed up, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. That's, a, well, that's one we better talk about next time. Ooh, that's like a, what do you call that? A cliffhanger. Well, I guess I left it with a cliffhanger. Talk to you tomorrow. Adios.